I don't wanna be just someone that's new I speak my mind so free so you could hear the truth Yeah, I know that we all have fear Hello and welcome to the Truth For Youth podcast. I am the host, Micah Murphy. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Maybe this is your first time to be a part of the podcast. Well, I appreciate you listening. Give it a chance uh, before you decide this is not for you, but I believe that you will find some type of value in this podcast. Speaking of which, if you are finding value and you've listened to maybe this podcast episode or, or maybe one previously and you find some value, be sure to share it leave a little review, subscribe to the channel. Those are the things that help this podcast grow, so I would greatly appreciate that. Thank you for doing that, and again, thanks for listening to the show. Hey, today I'm going to continue my series on The Last Dance. If you've listened to the last couple episodes, you know that I am doing this little series based on the documentary that's been coming on on Sunday evenings about Michael Jordan and the dynasty of the Chicago Bulls during the 1990s. You know, like I've said, I've been a big fan of Michael Jordan, but I'm not saying go out there and be Michael Jordan. I'm not going out there and saying live a lifestyle like him, but I do think he's got some characteristics and some traits that we, whether you're just a human being or a Christian, can really benefit from. Just the way he was all in and competitive and just the drive that he had, I believe we can apply that to certain aspects in our life. And of course, since this podcast is all about, you know, being the best Christian that we can be and living a life for God, then taking those things and applying them to our Christian walk. So today, the the part I'm going to kind of focus in on is this past Sunday night, episode seven came out, and it was about the type of teammate that Michael Jordan was and the type of leader that he was. Now, there was obviously all sorts of controversy. Was he a great leader? Yes, I think he was. Did he lead in the best way possible? Uh, you know, that's to be debated. I guess he could do some things maybe differently. He was pretty hard. He was pretty harsh. But ultimately, he, he accomplished a lot through the way he led. <clears throat> um, we all know Michael Jordan was the leader of that team. There was no doubt whose team that was. It was Michael Jordan's Chicago Bulls team. Well, you know, some of the teammates that were interviewed and, and some of them are like today looking back and thinking back and talking about the way he led them. And, you know, like I said before, some, some of his teammates had some pretty harsh words to say. They were like, man, he was tough. He was, he was hard. He was a tyrant at times. Um, he even got in a fight at least once and maybe even a couple times. And he had some pretty harsh words for some of his teammates at times. But it was ultimately because... Michael was, he wanted to win, man. He was a champion. He was a winner and he wanted to win and he wanted to push his teammates to win. Uh, a couple of his quotes that he said in that episode that really, you know, kind of struck me or just, you know, grabbed my attention anyway, was one, he said, winning has a price and leadership has a price. And if you really think about that, and if you've been on a team where, you know, you had to really dedicate to, to win on that team, then you'll know that there is a cost, right? Like you have to do some things that other teams aren't willing to do. And even leadership, if you're going to be a leader, that's going to cost you. And it may cost you some friendships. Uh, I can't help but think back to when we were at Auburn, uh, Lois Ann, my wife, she was 
you know, she cheered a couple years. Well, her third year, she became the head cheerleader. And as the head cheerleader at Auburn, you were also the coach. We didn't really have an official outside coach that came in to coach. So the head cheerleader was also the coach. Well, I remember Lois Ann having to, to kind of draw a line. And she's like, I'm going to have to draw a line between my friendship and the way I lead you know, the rest of the team, because we've got to get some things done. Well, you know, it caused a little friction with some of her friends because they wanted to kind of have fun and goof off like we all kind of wanted to do as college students and even at practice, you know, sometimes we didn't want to be real serious. But she had to make sure that we were doing the best that we could do and we were ready for games and we were, you know, performing stunts and, and basket tosses in a safe manner and we were, you know, protecting the girls and catching them and whatever. Well, she had to be a kind of a tough leader at times. And that caused, again, like I said, some friction with, with the friendship, you know, at times she had to separate that friendship and she wasn't necessarily as popular as she was when she was just one of the crew, like one of the cheerleaders, but that's the cost of leadership. And I think that's kind of what Michael's saying. When you step up to be a leader, you sometimes have to separate a little bit. If you're doing what's best for the team or the organization, um, you're, ultimately doing what's best for the individual as well, I believe, in a lot of cases. But sometimes those individuals may not want to go along with that. And I think that's, again, what, what Michael was saying. Like, he caused some friction at times with some of his teammates because he was hard. He wanted to push them really hard. And this was part of his other quote. It said, so I pulled people along with, or I pulled people along when they didn't want to be pulled. I challenged people when they didn't want to be challenged. I earned that right because my teammates who came after me didn't endure, endure all the things that I endured. Once you joined the team, you lived at a certain standard, and I played the game, and I, was gonna take, I wasn't going to take anything less. He had a standard, and he was saying, you know what, guys, we're all going to have to live to this standard. But guess what? He was doing it by example. Like he wasn't asking his teammates to do something that he wasn't willing to do himself. And that's what, what was great. And he even went on to say that. Like I never asked them to do anything that I myself wasn't willing to do. He was pushing them hard in practice. Well, guess what? He was going hard in practice. He wanted them to stay late and shoot, or he wanted to come early and shoot. He was doing that same thing. He wanted them to work out and get stronger. Guess what? He was in the weight room getting stronger. It even showed a clip of him running during practice, like running the suicides or, or the sidelines or the lines, whatever you want to call it, where you go back and forth up and down the court. Guess who was leading? Yeah, your boy Michael Jordan was leading. Your boy, he was the one in the lead the whole time during the sprints and during the running. He was going all out and pushing, and he was being the leader. He was leading by example. That's, that's worthy of respect. Now, if you have a leader that's pushing to do all these things or telling you to do all these things, and then they themselves are not doing those things, then yeah, that's, that's not a great leader. But if you have somebody that is truly leading, if you have someone that is truly going all out, then that's a little easier to follow. And I think that's where Michael, you know, kind of gained the respect of his teammates. Sure, some of them were a little upset because they were, he, was, he was hard on some of them. He really pushed some of them to the breaking point. But others, um, 
you know, they, they respected it immediately. And it was funny because even listening back to some of them, again, current day interviewing about back in the 90s, and they said, you know what? We, we needed that. Like the way Michael pushed us and the way he was hard on us, hey, we needed it. We needed to work that hard. We needed to be pushed that hard. And it worked. So again, you know, it may not be, it may not be the fan favorite. It may not be your teammates' favorite way to do it, but it was successful. And Michael earned some respect that way. You know, and I, I think back to when, you know, I played sports in high school and even in college. You know, I played soccer at a junior college and then went on to, to cheer at Auburn. And, you know, I, I think when I look back, I believed at the time that I was really giving it my best. You know, I was really pushing myself and giving it my all. But honestly, the, the older that I've gotten, the more mature that I am, and, and now a wiser version of myself, I can honestly say I was nowhere close. I was nowhere close to giving it my all. You know, and, it, and honestly, it makes me a little sad. You know, it makes me a little sad to think that I left some in the tank that I didn't empty it all out there when I had the chance. But you know what? You know, you live and learn. I can't go back and change anything. Um, you know, I try to instill that in, in my boys because they're still young and they're still able to, to live and compete. And, and I don't want them to look back with regret saying, you know what, I could have given more. I could have pushed harder because um, that's the way I look back and think about a lot of my sports, you know, that maybe I could have done more. And I, I respect Michael for pushing as hard as he did and he pushed his teammates. And honestly, I think if I'd have had Michael Jordan as a teammate that was pushing me that hard, yeah, I'm sure I would have been a little irritated at times and, you know, maybe a little mad at times. But I think like some of these other players, looking back, I think you go back and say, man, I needed that. That was healthy for me because I pushed myself further than, than maybe I would have on my own. And, you know, if you think about the gym, a lot of times people get trainers – not because they really need trainers because they're not sure of what exercises to do. A lot of people get trainers because the trainers push them further than they push themselves. And that's almost like when you have a, a workout buddy or something. A lot of times you'll push yourself harder when you have a workout buddy than you do on your own because you're kind of trying to keep each other accountable. Again, so I relate all that back to, to the way Michael Jordan was leading. But ultimately... Think about this, you know, yeah, I can't go back and, and change the way I played sports at this point because I'm not doing competitive team sports like I, like I used to. But I think about, man, there's a whole new game of, of life that I'm playing at this stage. You know, it's the game of life of the Christian walk. And I have teammates. I have fellow brothers and sisters in Christ that are coming alongside me and that we're trying to win. You know, not that we're trying to earn our way into heaven, but we've, we've ultimately won that, okay? We've ultimately have the, the championship because once you become a Christian and you, and you claim Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you've won, okay? You have won. But what about the other aspect of winning? What about winning in the sense of fulfilling the purpose that God has for us? What about being all that we can be for the sake of Christ and having the greatest influence for him. That's the kind of winning 
that we should all be striving for. And I think if we come along each other as teammates and push each other and encourage one another, then we're better off. And so it makes me reflect back again, am I doing all that I can? And no, I mean, I, I, again, I'm honest with myself and I'm thinking I can do more. I can be better. You know, not that I'm ever going to be perfect because I'm certainly not. I, I mess up every single day. I sin every day. But that doesn't mean that you just give up. That doesn't mean you stop living. That doesn't mean you stop striving to win. And when I say win, I'm, I'm talking about being all that God has for us. No, you get up every day and you fight and you, you're determined that I'm going to be better today. I'm going to live for Christ today. And you work and, and you persevere. And when you think about leading as an example, I think about my life and I'm like, man, I need to be leading as an example, as an example for my family, for my sons, for my youth group, for, for anybody that's looking up to me. You know, we're all at some point some type of a leader. You know, some of you listening to this podcast, maybe you're that born leader and you know you're a leader. And some of you are like, man, I'm never going to be a leader. But I promise you, you are a leader to some, to some extent. And I really believe God wants us to all be leaders to some extent. You may not be the leader uh, on your team or of a company one day, but you are to be a leader in the sense that we should be leading others to Christ. We should be living an example to Christ. Again, think about how um, we talked about in the last podcast, how we're supposed to have a lifestyle or game, if you will, that is a living sacrifice. We're a living example. We are, we are a witness for Christ in our daily lives. You know, that's being a leader. You know, that, that's trying to help others see maybe what others don't have and say, hey, you know what, I need to be living like that. I need to be pushing like that. You know, I see him getting up and trying to make the right decisions, or I see her, you know, constantly going to youth group or going to church, or she's always reading her Bible, or she's always being nice to people. That's being a leader. That's being a leader on the team, the team of Christ. And we all need to be that type of teammate. So I, so I pose the question, you know, what type of teammate are you? Are, are you just the teammate that's just, just following along? You know, just kind of a sheep going towards the slaughter? Are you being more of a leader and saying, you know what, I need to help lead? You know, I might not be the dominant leader, but I'm going to help lead people by, by being a good example, you know, by doing the right thing, by, you know, being nice, by being kind, by, by speaking truth, by encouraging one another. You know, be the teammate that is a leader. Again, I, I'm not saying lead like Michael Jordan, but I do think he did a lot of good things. You know, he was determined to lead by example. He was determined to push and push. He, he wanted to win, man. You know, he also had another quote uh, where he said, um, I wanted them to win. You know, I, I know what it was like to win. And I wanted them to win. I wanted them to experience winning. You know, we should want our fellow Christians to win. We should want to, to rejoice when they rejoice, you know, and weep when they weep. And we'll come al alongside them as a true teammate and push and push. There's a great proverb in 2717 that says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. 
Think about that. As iron sharpens iron, one person sharpens another. Another translation, the New Living translation, translation says this, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. So again, you can think about it as a teammate or you can think about it as your friend. You know, what kind of friend are you being? And we'll probably do a whole nother podcast on, you know, what type of friend are you? But in this podcast, it's more about being that teammate. But, a, you know, hopefully your teammates are your friends. I mean, they, not, they may not be your buddies when I'm talking about teammates, your fellow Christians, right? Your brothers and sisters in Christ. They may not be, you know, the person that you're hanging out with every Friday and Saturday night. But they should be a friend in the sense that you have a common goal. You know, for the Bulls, it was to win championships. You know, for us as believers, it's, you know, to live a godly life and to help influence others for the sake of Christ. So are we sharpening other believers? You know, are, are we being that type of teammate? Heck, Michael was trying to sharpen his teammates. He was trying to bring them up to his level. You know, are we trying to sharpen other people? For one, we got to be living the example, okay? So, so don't go out there and try to sharpen other people when you're just as dull as can be. So you got to get your game right, but you also don't have to be perfect, right? You're never going to be the perfect sharp blade. You know, you're always going to have a little bit of dull spots or maybe some chip spots, but you're still working to be a sharp knife. You know, you're still working to be the best you can be. So we are to help sharpen others. And that's not necessarily a fun process, man. Um, if you've ever sharpened a blade, you know, I tend to think I don't really have a bunch of swords and knives that I'm sharpening. I have, you know, grew up on a farm, so there were some times where I had to sharpen, you know, knives. But now it's more sharpening the mower blades. You know, that's, that's kind of my life now. I, I try to go sharpen our, you know, lawnmower blades every summer, maybe not every summer, but every other year anyway. And when you take the blade off, you are sticking it to a grinder. Maybe there's other ways, but you know, for me, I'm sticking it to a grinder, some type of grinding stone, and you're trying to sharpen that, that metal or that iron, that steel, right? You're, you're placing it up against another hard surface that's moving extremely fast, and then what happens? Have you ever seen it you know, play out? Sparks go flying. It is not a gentle process. I'm sure if those blades had nerves and could feel, it would not feel good. It would be very painful because you were chipping away little bitty bits, little bitty pieces of steel are flying off that blade and you're making it extremely sharp. But that's not a fun process, I'm sure, for the blade. Like I said, it's a rough grinding, you know, metal on metal process uh, of some friction. So just like it's not always fun and comfortable when God sharpens us. You know, a lot of times God will sharpen us through trials and tribulations or some difficulties in life. You know, but sometimes it, it may be your parents or it may be your youth pastor. Or it may be some other godly friend that you have in your life that's trying to help you make better decisions. That doesn't feel good. That's not comfortable. No, we, we, we want to resist that. We like the comfort. We like to be told that we're on the right path, that we're doing good, and that we're a sharp blade. But in reality, we probably need sharpening. So it's not always comfortable. In the same, in the same token, when you go to sharpen someone else, it's probably not going to be super comfortable. You may have to call out a friend. 
And it's probably not going to be pleasant. They may get upset with you. And look, I'm not saying just grab the blade and just throw it into the grinder, right? I'm talking about gently pressing it to the grinder, okay? So I think about, again, that lawnmower blade. I'm gently, you know, holding it against that grinding stone. I'm not just throwing it against a grinding stone. Who knows? That thing will chunk, you know, big old chunks will probably come off and it'll be all lopsided. You know, I'm, I'm taking it gently and I'm slowly, you know, going back and forth on that grinding stone to, to smooth it out and to make it sharp. So I think about us as we're helping sharpening friends or teammates. We're doing it with a gentle spirit as gently as we can. We're doing it with a loving spirit. So you're not just, man, you're, you're out of, you know, you're out of, uh, at a line by doing this or doing that, or I can't believe you said this, or I can't believe you did that, man, how, you know, you're a loser, piece of trash, you know. No, that's not the way. You know, you go about it with a loving, kind spirit. You go about it and you approach them like, hey, man, look, I'm your friend or I'm your teammate. I care about you. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you be successful. And I've noticed this, and I can't help but think that that's hurting you in the long run. You know, maybe try to come do this, or, or I, I want to see you doing this, or how can I help you, you know, make wiser decisions? Or, you know, you go about it in a loving, caring manner. Because ultimately, if that other teammate or individual doesn't think that you truly care about them, it's not going to be received well. And maybe that's where Michael Jordan failed a little bit. Maybe he was too rough. Maybe he was too blunt. He was too hard. And the teammates maybe didn't sense that. I think some did, but some didn't. Um, but I do know that some of his teammates said off the court, like Michael Jordan was fun to, to, to be around. Like he was, he was a fun guy. He was, you know, cut up and, and just a lot of fun to be around. It was on the court where he was all business. You know, when it came to basketball, it was serious. It was push. It was maybe not so pleasant. He had some choice words for, words for you. You know, so I think there's that balance there. Maybe if he would have been a little bit, you know, a little gentler at times. No, I don't know. I don't know his teammates. I don't know the atmosphere. I'm guessing when you're with a bunch of, I'm sorry. I'm guessing if you're with a bunch of professional athletes, you probably have to be pretty hard, pretty stern at times. And maybe that's, you know, what Michael had to do. You know, I don't, I don't know. I can't, I can't judge him. I can't say one way or the other. I wasn't in that, uh, wasn't when it, I wasn't in that situation. So I don't really know. You know, all I know is we as believers, we need to be good teammates. We need to be leaders. And I do believe if we go all in like Michael and we really want to win and we really want to push others to be their best, then we too, we need to be living that way, but we need to be sharpening them. We need to be pushing them. We need to be encouraging them. Be that kind of teammate. And honestly, you should be that kind of teammate. If you're playing sports, young person listening to this, man, be that kind of teammate. Step up and be a leader on your team. But if you're not, be that type of teammate in life. Be that type of teammate in the Christian game. Encourage one another. Push one another. Help each other be the best version that that we can be for each other, you know, and for Christ. That's the game that matters far beyond any sport that we'll ever play is this game of Christianity and what we're doing for Christ. Guys, I hope you found value in this. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the podcast, man. I really appreciate you listening. 
And hey, shoot me an email. You know, I don't really get much feedback through the podcast. I mean, yes, if you left reviews, I appreciate that. And, and I've seen some really nice comments. I appreciate you doing that. But man, if you want to, you know, just leave me some feedback on an email. My email address is micahmurphy at gmail.com. Just spell my name, no dashes, no spots in the middle, spaces in the middle, just micahmurphy at gmail.com. You know, maybe make the title or the subject line Truth For Youth Podcast and let me know what you think about the podcast. You know, maybe you have some ideas of some topics or maybe things that I can help do, you know, to make things better. Maybe things that I could be praying for you about. But I appreciate you tuning in and guys, appreciate you being a part of this community. You know, thank you guys. Hope you have a great week and we will see you in the next podcast. I don't want to be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free so you could hear the truth. Yeah, I know that we all have.